0: Many of us have enjoyed a stroll through the zoo, admiring and marveling at the wild animals housed there for our entertainment, especially the daunting but awe-inspiring predators. Despite being faced with sharp claws and teeth specially designed for tearing through flesh, we all feel relatively safe when glass or a cage separates us from the animals. But what if the glass was no longer there? What would you feel if you were face-to-face with a 300-pound tiger? Though it is unlikely to encounter an exotic animal such as a tiger while taking a walk through your backyard, it is exactly that unlikely moment that we are talking about today. What is up, EWU crew? Today, we're going to talk about one of the largest animal escapes in U.S. history— and the massacre that followed. Today's case is unlike anything you've heard before, as it is truly wild and almost unbelievable. Let's get into it. In Zanesville, Muskingum County, Ohio, there was a notorious wild animal preserve on Kopchuk Road, which boasted 73 acres of land that housed exotic and incredibly rare animals such as bangled tigers on the verge of extinction. The animal preserve also had a variety of other animals, such as monkeys, baboons, horses, bears, wolves, cattle, and different big cats. The preserve was owned by 62-year-old Terry Thompson and his wife, Marion. In Zanesville, there were a few things that Terry was known for, such as being an Eagle Scout someone who enjoyed driving fast, whether on a motorcycle, boat, or plane, and that when he had returned from fighting in the Vietnam War, he was a changed man. The most notable of the changes was that Terry appeared to enjoy living on the edge, and his friend Gary Brock said, He was on the edge in Vietnam, and he just never got off it. One of the ways that Terry lived on the edge was by buying and caring for wild animals. Terry bought his first baby lion cub in 1977, who he named Simba, and since then, continued to buy and collect exotic animals until he created the preserve in Zanesville. From what people knew of Terry, he seemed like the kind of person who would feel comfortable sleeping near lions and bears and having monkeys climb around his house. He was once described by the Muskingum County Sheriff Matthew Lutz as a guy that kind of pushed the envelope, uh, a liked-to-live-on-the-edge type person. Terry had intentions of creating a sanctuary for the different animals he owned, but not everything went according to plan. Keeping so many wild animals in the rural but populated community just seemed to be asking for trouble. Before 2011, there were frequent reports of issues with Terry's animal preserve. For one... It is said that the animals were not always kept in their designated areas or enclosures. Terry's cages often didn't have roofs, which meant that there was really nothing to prevent some of the animals from escaping. In fact, there were reports from his neighbors to the local police of a lion or mountain lion being seen on the loose and roaming the area, though it apparently never left his property. One of the neighbors to the Wild Animal Preserve, Danielle White, has said that she saw the lion in the area in 2006. When speaking publicly, she said, It's always been a fear of mine, knowing the preserve's owner had all those animals. I have kids. I've heard a male lion roar all night. Additionally, horses, cows, and bulls were said to have occasionally broken free from Terry's land, and even trampled his neighbor's property. Along with these allegations of loose animals, Terry, at one point, had been asked to leave a pet fair after he had brought some exotic animals that snarled at the children there. From these reports, it appeared that Terry had only tenuous control over his many wild animals. But these claims were just the tip of the iceberg. According to the police, in the past, Terry had been cited for animal abuse as well as neglect. There were multiple issues with how the animals were housed, beyond the lack of roofs, such as being too close together and unsanitary living conditions. During the decade before 2011, Terry had reportedly been warned on no less than 30 separate occasions that he needed to get his animals under control. There is evidence that he and his wife did attempt to make improvements, though not to the extent that was necessary. The Los Angeles Times has stated that Terry was reported to the police in 2005 because some of his horses broke loose, along with cattle, who appeared to be in a desperate search for food. Terry was arrested in April 2005 for cruelty and torture of the cattle and bison he had on his property and was charged with one count of having an animal at large, two counts of rendering animal waste, and one count of cruelty to animals. It was alleged by Larry Hostetler, the executive director of the Muskingum County Animal Shelter, that when Terry was charged with animal neglect there were complaints that he wasn't feeding his horses enough, and when they would die, he would feed them to the lions. This allegation hasn't been substantiated beyond Hostetler's claim, but it was a popularly spread rumor. Despite these incidents, Terry was said to greatly love the animals he kept in the preserve, and his wife even referred to them as her children. According to all that knew him, he told them frequently that he loved his animals. But what happened next has left many unsure about Terry's intentions and if he truly cared for the many animals he lived with. Sam Kopchick, who lived in the area near Terry's animal preserve, had just bought a Pinto Arabian horse named Red and was walking him through the pasture behind his house on the evening of October 18, 2011. Suddenly, Kopchick saw a bear running loose on the side of Terry's farm. Because the animals were known to occasionally get loose, he didn't think too much of it. That is, until he started to feel like something was watching him. Kopchick reported that he turned to see an African lion sitting just a few yards from him and Red. The only barrier between them, a flimsy wire fence meant to keep the horses cooped in. But definitely not designed to keep a hungry lion at bay. Alarm flared through him, and Kopchuk urgently returned his horse to the barn before calling 911. Something had gone terribly wrong at Terry's animal preserve. As the police had reportedly been aware of the animal preserve for several years, referring to it as a huge problem, they expected the horses to be free again, or at the very worst, a lion roaming the property. Yet, as soon as they arrived, the police realized that they were woefully unprepared for the wild situation. Animals were wandering free, not just on Terry's property, but through the nearby woods, heading towards his neighbor's houses and the roads. And not just a herd of horses or a lion, but dozens of animals. Neighbors around the area began calling 911 as they saw more and more wild animals loose and near their houses, including two black bears, a Bengal tiger, and an African lion. Kopchak's 84-year-old mother, Dolores, opened her door after Deputy Jonathan Mary knocked. She described what she saw as, like a dream state, as she witnessed a gray wolf charge at Deputy Mary who shot the animal dead just feet from her door. You see, it is alleged that earlier that evening, Terry had systematically walked through his reserve carrying bolt cutters, visiting almost all of his animals and releasing them from their cages as he went. All of the animals. Terry allegedly went to the front gates, opened them, and pushed them wide. When authorities arrived to the preserve, they were horrified to find that Terry's 56 animals were on the loose and escaping. Almost all of the animals were incredibly dangerous, and almost all predators, including bears, lions, tigers, and a variety of other big cats. The Muskingham County Sheriff, Matt Lutz, described the shocking sight by saying, "...these animals were on the move and were showing aggressive behavior." But he had no idea just how dark the night would turn out to be. As they expected, perhaps a few loose animals, the responding authorities were shocked to come face-to-face with so many wild and dangerous animals all at once. Things had long since crossed the line of being out of control. Sheriff Lutz said that almost immediately, there were some very close calls. For a few moments, Sheriff Lutz debated what to do. He called for reinforcements, but of course, the police were not trained for any situation resembling 56 loose, wild animals. The freed animals were already wandering through the reserve and Terry's neighbors' yards. And some had even begun to make their way towards the nearby highway. The Ohio State Highway Patrol were called to help try to control the animals. They cordoned off seven miles near Interstate 70, but there was no way to create a secure containment for the many animals. One animal, described only as a big cat, managed to get onto the highway and fairly far from the sanctuary where it was actually hit by a passing car. The nearby community was at risk as animals were headed into the town where they would encounter unsuspecting and vulnerable residents. Three schools were closed, and motorists passing through the town and nearby area were told not to get out of their vehicles under any circumstances. But even worse than that, the wild animals were starting to split up, making it even harder to track them down. There were simply too many of them. Along with the police, a few veterinarians were present and attempting to quell the ensuing chaos using tranquilizers. The issue was, tranquilizers are reportedly difficult to use during broad daylight, never mind the fact that the vets were attempting to use them at night with very little light. At one point, one of the vets was only 15 yards away from a tiger that was described as going crazy after being shot with a tranquilizer, and it started to run from the area. The officers were forced to shoot it. But the animals weren't simply walking around Terry's property waiting to be caught. They were hunting each other, circling officers and trying to escape further. During the chaos, bears and lions simultaneously tracked down and charged at the freed horses and an escaped lion found and killed one of the monkeys. Sheriff Lutz reported that during the carnage, the officers essentially had to resort to -to hand-to-hand combat with the animals, as there was no other way to try to control and capture them. The only situation seemed to be the unthinkable. These rare and treasured animals had to be stopped, and there was only one thing that could be done. They had to be put down. In an absence of enough trained animal keepers and vets who could possibly pacify the situation with tranquilizers, officers began shooting the animals with their pistols. These are 300-pound Bangle tigers that we had to put down, Sheriff Lutz explained. Because it was the middle of the night, officers had to use infrared devices to find the animals in the dark. The hunt for all of the escaped animals took hours with officers having to work their way through the woods and the hills of the countryside surrounding the animal preserve. By the end of it all, a shocking total of 49 animals were killed, including 18 rare Bengal tigers, 17 lions, 6 black bears, a pair of grizzlies, 3 mountain lions, 2 wolves, and a baboon. Though officers did their best, one animal managed to escape— a macaque monkey and was still missing after all the animals were counted. The animal likely posed very little threat to people in the area or other animals. However, it was reported that it is highly likely that the monkey had been infected with the herpes B virus. Herpes B virus isn't dangerous to monkeys. However, if exposed, it is very dangerous to humans and can cause deadly brain infections. The general public was urged to leave the monkey alone if it was spotted out in the wild, and for the people to call authorities. As if the massacre of animals wasn't horrible enough, during the pandemonium, police said that several people descended on the area and allegedly attempted to steal the carcass of a lion that had been shot. They were all reportedly arrested on the scene. Four men, along with a teenager, were charged with misdemeanor theft. After, it was revealed that only six animals were still in their cages. A grizzly bear, three leopards, and two monkeys. Shockingly, there were no injuries reported beyond the animals. Since the incident, many people have been critical of the police's use of fatal shooting to control the animal escape. But the sheriff reportedly told dispatch that night that they had no choice. In fact, the sheriff later lamented, These killings were senseless. For our guys to have to do this, it was nonsense. It was crazy. But thanks to police actions, they were able to avoid a much greater catastrophe if the animals had been able to get to the civilian population. During the massacre on the property, Terry's body had been discovered with what appeared to be a self-inflicted gunshot wound. In their report, deputies said that some of the tigers were roaming around Terry's body and that they had to be killed so that they could actually get close enough to examine Terry. Police also reported that they found Terry lying on his back, and at first, they weren't sure if he was still alive or had died. A handgun was found about 15 feet from his body, along with blue bolt cutters that were assumed to have been used to free the animals. Terry's wife arrived the next morning to find that almost all of the animals she had dedicated her life to taking care of were dead, along with her husband. Terry's wife reportedly cried and begged authorities, please don't take my family. Despite her pleas, the remaining six animals were eventually taken to reside at the Columbus Zoo. As the investigation got underway, ABC News wildlife expert Jack Hanna described that the conditions of the animal's reserve were abominable and that, in his opinion, had been living in filth prior to the incident. There was no way that the remaining animals would have been allowed to stay on the property. Just before the incident, Terry had been arrested for an illegal firearms conviction and served one year in prison. Court documents revealed that his farm was raided in June of 2008. It was reported that Terry allegedly admitted to an informant that he had been illegally dealing guns after he had given up his dealing license five years prior. The police later said that he had only been home from prison for a few weeks before he allowed the animals to escape. Allegedly, strain within his marriage also contributed to his mental health. When he returned from prison, his wife, who had been taking care of the animals while he was away, left the animal preserve. A combination of his stress from prison along with his crumbling marriage appears to have been part of the reason why Terry decided to free all of his exotic animals. The catalyst, though, has been reported as the expense of caring for so many exotic animals. Terry was allegedly in debt and the entire preserve was becoming too much of a strain. Columbus Zoo Director Emeritus Jack Hanna reportedly spoke to Terry about his woes and said that Terry was, quote, so depressed he said, That's it. I'm going to let them go. At the time, Hanna didn't realize how serious Terry was. According to the Los Angeles Times, the night before he released the animals, Terry had told one of the men who worked for him that he had a plan. But it still isn't clear exactly what Terry's plan could have been. If he truly loved the animals, as he was known to say, he probably couldn't have imagined the massacre that would occur by freeing them. But had he imagined that the wild animals would be freed and able to live without issue in the woods of Ohio? We may never know exactly what Terry thought would happen when he freed his 56 exotic animals, but it appears that there was no way it could have ended but in tragedy.